Welcome back to the Backstraight. This is episode 10. I'm your host, Danny Squires, and I'm here with Michael McKnight. How you going, Michael? I'm good. Well, I've just realized I can't count. I have it as episode nine. I must have missed one, Danny. I hope it's episode 10. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe it is nine. I, I think it's 10. We've done a few little... Okay, uh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you on that. Yeah, yeah so I'm yeah. all good, and uh, we got a lot to get through this week. Yeah, we do. Pretty packed agenda. Do you want to uh, give us a bit of an idea about what, we'll be, what we're talking about? Okay, so we're going to lead with the Armagh Road Races, uh, which are on Thursday night. Um, one of the biggest events in the Northern Irish uh, running calendar. We're then going to look back uh, at some of the recent events. We had the Masters and Intermediate Cross Country at the Billy Neal Centre a few weeks ago. We had the Rohini 5 Miles I think last weekend the trim 10 miles and we've also had over the last two weekends the beginning of the indoor season and already we've had some pretty spectacular Irish performances um we're going to talk a little bit about the Northern Ireland senior cross country which is in Carndona in Donegal in 10 days time we will mention of course shout out for John Black the North Belfast Harriers afternoon of 5,000 meters the Ulster Schools cross country, and also Danny, you've made a an athletic decision which we've got to got to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. All of that coming in this episode. Um, well, actually, something that we didn't quite mention just yet is we're actually being joined tonight in the Backstraight Studio by a very special guest. Would you like to introduce the guest, Michael? Yes, sounds like one of those TV shows, Stepping Through the Big Door. Well, it's actually tonight we're joined by Stephen Connolly. How can I describe him? Runner, writer, festival curator, and most importantly, the founding member of the Wasteland Track Club. Yep, in the so, 2021 3000 meter steeplechase. Oh, that's a detail. That's a mere detail. So. <laughs> Welcome, Stephen, in House of Form. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, you've caught me just as I'm. Uh, eating my eating my dinner. I'm just in from ten miles or so uh, in the dark around uh, the Armo embankment. So yeah, amazing. I'm what's in the good. What's in the bowl post ten miles? Uh, I've got brown basmati rice, green beans, cashew nuts, prawns, soy sauce, sriracha, honey, all sorts of things. Yeah, it's amazing. Good. good good combination. Then, um, how is training going? I I sort of um, I guess I've been wanting to ask this in a couple of times I've seen you somewhat recently. I remember when I first moved to Northern Ireland about two and a half years ago, I saw this bloke on Strava putting down like hundred mile weeks, running all of these different spots, spending heaps of time in the forest. And I sort of just thought that was sort of the standard. And then I would sort of mention that you had a bit of a time, you had time away for work and you sort of dropped off the radar running wise and correct me if I'm saying anything that's not correct. Uh, and then you sort of made a really strong comeback into running after maybe what about a year of sort of taking it a bit easier. How's that going? Um, yeah, so I I, I I I definitely am somebody who's no stranger to hundred mile weeks. Uh, not that I see any inherent virtue in in uh, round numbers like that, but uh, yeah, I'm somebody that responds well to volume. I kind of had a few decent a few decent races uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, and then I had a, a, a job that I moved uh, across the country for and, yeah, kind of dropped out of running and into the pub quite quickly. Um, it's kind of well-documented, well-documented, strange circumstances around uh, the, the job that I was doing in County Kerry. Uh, and I kind of, I went from, yeah, I kind of went from being in, in decent shape to being uh, pretty much entirely out of shape. But... I think I, I guess it, I didn't have any ex, real extended breaks from running properly. Um, I realized that I was probably running still about, you know, about six or seven miles a day. But for somebody somebody that's used to, you know, 12 to 16, that's a bit of a difference. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I'm kind of back again. I got myself a, a, I got myself a heart rate monitor again for the first time in a few years. Uh, at the start of the year and have been treating myself to to some very slow running uh, and I'm starting now to see the starting now to see the benefits and I'm both looking forward to and terrified of racing against it 
And Stephen, have you had a recent birthday? Yeah, so if uh, the, the, the keen-eyed uh, Strava watchers uh, uh, who, you know, there are plenty of us uh, might have noticed that I didn't uh, didn't do a, a long run yesterday and it wasn't until late in the evening that I was out for quite a short run and that's uh, probably because I was commiserating uh, on Saturday evening of moving from the senior category to the, the, the Vet 35. Um, yeah, so I, I've, I have indeed, uh, I, I've moved into the, the old man sports day category. Amazing. You're going to clean up in that category. I, I feel like I can, I feel like I can probably, if I, if I, you know, keep doing what I'm doing, I can probably still be quite, uh, competitive in some of the smaller key races or low key races, and certainly in cross country and longer distances in in the senior category. But I think it's, uh, it's the turn of the north to host the British and Irish Masters uh, Championship this year, uh, towards the end of the year. So if I can put in a few, a few hundred mile weeks between uh, now and then, maybe I can uh, give that a go. I don't know. Do you have a race uh, on the calendar already? Or I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no, uh, because I know that if I say something, uh, that uh, that that um, a lot of people here faster than me will suddenly go and enter it. And uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know, and I, 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 maybe I'll fancy my chances in about six weeks from now. Uh, yeah. On a, you know, on, on a certain uh, uh, bank holiday or a, a Sunday before a bank holiday uh, that might take us into West Belfast and end in the Ormo Park. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to race five k and ten k pretty soon. I think. Excellent. Excellent. Well. That's sort of is a not a bad way to uh, get chatting about the one of the main topics of the episode. Uh, Armour five k is due to occur on Thursday, which is in about three days from now. Um, so I think we're going to sort of talk a little bit about the main players and the race itself. Obviously, there's a five k race, the international five k race. There's a three k women's only race, and then there's a three k mixed or men's race. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's maybe just men's. Men's race, yeah. Yeah, I actually uh, have a bit of a fun thing that we could do. I've written a bit of a quiz with regards to Armour 5K, if you guys are keen to play. You can work together or you can work separately. What would you prefer? Is there is there a prize? Uh, yeah, you get the first Backstraight uh, Podcast Quiz Award of 2024, and hopefully there'll be more to come. So, <laughs> oh, we're, we're not teaming up. No, 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 yeah. no. This. Uh, head <laughs> right. to head. Okay. okay. All right. So I'll, I'll kick it off then. Um, how many years has the Armour 5K road race been happening for? 32. All right. One point to Michael. Here's the quickest. All I was right. going to say 32 as well. Yeah. We've, maybe we need to introduce like a buzzer system. You can just go visit or something. All right. Second question. What is the famous or infamous road that the race takes place on? It's around the mile, right? Yep, the Mal, yeah. Or is it the Mal or the Mile? Yeah. The Mal, M-A-L-L. Mal. Yeah, the Mal. Nice. Got that all right. One point each. How many times do, in the 5K race, do the runners go around the Mal? Uh, three three quarters. times and, yeah, three and three quarters. Wait. That's a tie. That's a tie. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that, yeah. Well, Michael, it was hard maybe, to tell. Maybe Michael would kick me there. Yeah. It's hard to tell from the uh, from the website, but it says you start on one spot and then you go four times around the mall. So could be wrong in that, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, you we'll pass. Pa yeah, yeah. It's it's not quite four laps. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're gonna have to be quick with this one. Who is the title sponsor for the five k race? Brooks. Butler. Stephen. Oh, is that is not Brooks? No. Oh dear, don't know. I I, I don't know. Sportshoes.com. Brooks pulled out. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I don't think that's till next year though. Oh, yeah, is it not? That's... Oh, it's not till next year. So it is Brooks. Okay. All right. I, 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 I don't eat... know. I mean I I thought that they didn't have sponsors for next year. So Yeah, as a as a member of uh as a member of the winning team uh in the, the, the open three K a few years ago, I remember my uh Brooks goodie bag uh, they got the end. So uh Okay. Just oh, well, we'll in. see it. 
we'll see you on Thursday then, because uh, yeah, I I must have might have done my research incorrectly there. All right, this one's gonna. <laughs> this is such good radio. All right, uh, this is another one you guys will probably get quite easily. We'll go two parts for this one. You have to tell me the person and what time they ran. So, who won the five k race last year? Copyright and then fourteen thirteen forty one. Who Henry was, McLuckian. Oh, Henry McLuckian. Sorry, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally yeah, wrong. I'm Henry, thinking two years ago. Yeah. It, it just, Henry, we Henry McLuckie, thirteen thirty-seven, and that's a course record. So yep. that's the uh, that's the mark for this year. Who won the women's three k? Alex was that Bell. Alex Bell. That was Alex Bell last year, right? Yeah, yeah, very good. Do we have a time from nine o two? Nine o two. Oh, nine o two. There you go. Yeah. My- who was the first Northern Irish athlete to finish in the women's 3K? Vanilla Ross. Very good, Michael. You've done your research. Yeah. She came seventh in nine minutes, 14 seconds. She's from Armagh AC. Uh, all right. How many people ran sub 14 minutes in the 5K race? And how many people ran mm-hmm. sub 15? Michael, you're not allowed to look at your notes. Oh, um well I know that I know that Iskander ran fourteen eighteen and was fifty seventh. So I'm going to say I'm gonna say forty two at a at a how guess. Many, how many broke fourteen thirty? Under fifth or under third under fourteen, sorry. Yeah. Ooh. Under fourteen and under fifteen. Under fifteen, I think there was about a hundred and thirty. Yep. There was 132 that ran under 15 minutes. And I think there was maybe 20 broke broke 14. Pretty close. It was, uh, yeah, 17. 17 people oh, wow. ran under 14 minutes, which is pretty rapid. And who knows? We could see maybe something like that again this year. But we can go into the, uh, the actual lists in a bit. A couple more questions. All right. Between years, you can work together for this one. Name five countries that competed in the race last year. I mean, there's going to be that's usually got a Scandinavian presence. Don't even be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I know. I'm no. I'm not going to. I'm not going down that uh, particular road. Um, I'm going to say Sweden, <laughs> Sweden, Finland, England, Scotland, and Wales. Not bad. Poland. Yeah, Poland was one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you said England. Yep, you said Finland. You said Scotland, Ireland. That's the five there. But we also there was also competitors from the US, Belgium, and France last year. All right, uh, three more questions. Who finished first last year? Phil Sessaman or Andrew Milligan? I'm gonna say Phil Sessaman. Very good. I'd They're both. He, I'd say he'd be, he'd be comfortably under fourteen minutes, and I think that Andrew maybe around fourteen oh one. Did he? I don't know. No. So uh, yeah, he both ran 13, Andrew. He was quick last year. Yeah. Ooh, both. Okay. Both Phil and Andrew ran thirteen fifty, but um, Andrew's time was thirteen fifty one gross. So I assume that that's because uh, he started maybe a second ahead of Phil, or is that the other way? I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, that was the difference there. All right. Next question. Did Annandale Strider, Neil Johnston, break 14 minutes last year? I'm going to say just yes. outside. Just outside, 14.01. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Last question. Have a crack. Can you name the eight Northern Irish competitors for the international road races? So it's four women and four men. Probably, yes. Uh, Jack O'Farrell. Uh, yep, Robbie Higgins. Yep. Oh, good question. I don't know who else, who else in the men. Louis Mallon. Yep. Louis Mallon. He, he had a great run in the 3K last year. Louis Mallon, yeah. Robbie Higgins, Craig McMeekin. Craig, yep, Craig McMeekin. Yep, that's the men. What about the women? On the women's side, Adele Monaghan, Vanilla Ross. Anna Gardner. Oh, yep. of course. Yeah. Anna Gardner, yep. under 20, and Nikita Burke. Very good. Well done. All right. I think, look, I lost track of the uh, score a long time ago, but I think you basically came out as a tie. So, yeah, thanks for um, humoring me with that one. Should we chat a bit more about the race? Um, I was having a look at the weather predicted for Thursday before we sort of get into the fields. 
it's predicted for zero to two degrees, possible like light snow. You think that's going to be something that affects the times? I think that uh, that might suit some of the Scandinavian runners quite well. There's some there's some very there's some very fast guys from uh, Sweden and Finland uh, turning the men's race. Yeah. Um, I mean that's 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 cold. You know mm. that's uh, I I prefer to I'd prefer to be running in in cold weather rather than hot weather. But at, at you know zero to two, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would fancy that. I think sort of a bigger factor would be if it was windy or wet and if it stays dry, I don't think the low temperatures would really bother. Because once people are, are moving and running, you know, you're going to be pretty warm. And it's such a big field. You could be sitting in that little kind of pocket of kind of almost like a different kind of climate, just drafting along. So, yeah. yeah I suppose the other thing would be if athletes mess around and people stand around for a couple of hours in the cold before the race. So, you know, an idea for a lot of people will be trying to keep out of the the cold and time your warm up so you're not kind of hanging around wasting energy. Mm-hmm. Michael, do you want to um do you want to sort of talk us through some of the the main races? I think the the three three races there. Yeah, it's it's important to uh, acknowledge also that there's a very full program. So our my athletics club have events that run from early evening. I think just after six. There's lots of uh, underage races for girls and boys. So it's very, very much a, a festival of running. And that's really important that these young kids, these young athletes get a chance then after the races to see some of these international runners and maybe dream of one day I could be there, I could be doing that. So that's a really important component of, of, of the program. But to get to the business end, um, I think it we start with the men's 3,000 meters um it's a race really for people who maybe aren't quite quick enough to run the international 5k and it tends to be populated by a lot of up-and-coming uh teenage runners the really good schoolboys, um as well as you know, some masters athletes so on paper this year i'm looking at um fenton campbell uh is a counter athlete ex-amalakis had a lot of injuries, but he would be the class of the field if he's healthy. Uh, outside of him, you're looking at uh, some of the youngsters like Oshin McGloin from Lisburn, Finn Diver from Beachmount, another kid uh, from Enniskillen, 16-year-old Harry McKenzie, has been running really, really well. Um, I think he's ran maybe sub-15.30 when he was still 15, which is pretty impressive. I think he's now turned 16. Um Louis Mallon, who's in the Northern Ireland team for the 5K, he won this race last year, I think, in uh, sub-830, which I think may well have been uh, pretty close to the record, if not a record. So it'll be a good race and a good appetizer for what comes later. Um, the women's 3K, um, kind of looking down the field, it's pretty similar to last year. Alex Bell... Um, Olympic 800 meters finalist uh, in her pomp was last year's winner. She's back. Uh, she ran a sub 33 minute 10K in Telford before Christmas. So endurance isn't going to be a problem. And I think it'll take a good athlete um, to best her because she has that track speed. Um, but I think is it uh, Kira Hughes, or sorry, Carrie Hughes from Wales, who was a runner up last year's back in the field. And then from an Irish perspective, we have Fiona Everard from Bandon, who's the Irish cross-country champion, coming in in decent form. Uh, Aoife O'Quill, I think, from St. Cocas, again, good roadrunner. Um, and then the local favourite, uh, Fanula Ross, who's representing Northern Ireland and Ulster. She's originally from Armagh, but based in Scotland, but a very fine runner. And again, I think would be certainly in the, in the top 10. I think one of the athletes I'm really looking forward to seeing is Anna Gardner who's had a spectacular year. She's a brilliant um, uh, under-20 runner. Um, her only issue is she has the Ulster Schools the day before. Um, now, she can win that at a canter. Um, uh, but it'll be good to see how she measures up to the senior athletes. Um, so that would really be, you know, uh, my sense of the women's race. Um, the men's, and we can we can kind of chat about this a bit, but... 
similar to the women's in the sense it looks wide open on paper. There's a, a lot of athletes who are capable of running 1340, 1345 in this course. Um, and any one of them could win it. From an Irish perspective, Ephraim, Gede, Cahill Doyle from Clonliff, um, I think will be in the shakeup. There's a couple of very strong Finns. Um, this guy, Topi Ratainen, who is the European steeplechase champion. He won it several years ago in, I think, 1343, which was a record until Henry McLucky broke it last year. Um, there's a guy, Ben Potricus from Woodford Green. And then there's uh, Jack Gray, who is just pops up everywhere from half marathons. I think he was second in the English National Cross Country. This might be a little bit short for him, but he's a really ballsy runner. So he'll be somewhere near the front. Um, the local interest is uh, a wee bit disappointing in the sense that a lot of our faster athletes, either because of injury or the indoor season, have decided to give it a miss. So um, I don't expect to see Nick Griggs. I had a good look through uh, some of the people that Michael hasn't hasn't mentioned there. And I'd wonder uh, perhaps if this is going to be uh, a race really that is going to come down to you know who's stronger uh, throughout or who's faster at the end. Uh, because there are a lot of people who are in that you know 1330s, 1340s uh, kind of bracket at their best. Uh, but there are a few guys who have run very fast for 3,000 uh, and a few guys who have run very fast for 10,000 or 10K. Um, the two people that I wouldn't look past uh, would be Eric Van Der Els, uh, running for the USA, uh, who is a 1336 guy at his best, uh, but has recently run a 752, 3,000. Uh, so that's, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty quick. Uh, but at the same time, uh, there's Jack Gray, who was mentioned there, and also Zach Muhammad, uh, who I think was a winner in uh, the Belfast International Cross Country a while back. Uh, so he was a, uh, you know, they're both guys who ran 28, 28 uh, mid, 28 low in the Valencia 10K. So, you know, they're guys who are running in the 28 minutes uh, region on, on good uh flat courses uh, and guys who are running 752, 753 on the track. I'd wonder if it's going to be a, a coin toss, uh, you know, between somebody that can get away and somebody who can kick at the end. Um, yeah. So I kind of fancy, um, I kind of fancy Zach Muhammad for the win. He's run sub 28 over 10 K, I think maybe on the track. Um, yeah. As you said, he recently ran like 28, 20 or so in Valencia. Um, and yeah, that was kind of like one of the main names that I saw in there that I actually fully recognized. So um, yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, the top 10 in this list in front of us here, they've all sort of run like the top 10 seeded men have all run sub 14 and a lot of them have run 1330 ish. So yeah, I mean, anyone's race. I would love to see Ephraim. I'd love to see an Irish winner. And you got to remember he's run under 28 minutes uh, for 10K. I think both road and track. Um, he's run a 13.37. But I think to win it, he needs to get away. I don't think he's going to outkick anybody. And I always think if you're the, it's a bit like, you know, boxing. If you're a 1500 runner moving up, you've got that puncher's chance. And if some of the big dogs with the finishes are still there in the last lap, the closer you get to the finish, the more confident um, you'll be. Um Mm. Yeah, you've got a lot of fellas who are really quick over 1500 or the mile. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how some of these runners, I guess, you know, what tactics are at play. I mean, if you look, sort of think back to last year's race, can't remember his name, but it was that Polish athlete and he took it out early and was, you know, maybe 50 or 80 meters ahead of the pack for a good like two or so K. And then he came back to the pack and that's when at about halfway, Henry McClucky took it off and um yeah he just ran away from the rest of the field so there's so many people that all have similar sort of caliber in that top 10 in the men's 5k race that you know they could play a bit of cat and mouse and then it could really open up a random winner or someone needs yeah, to just I mean, go for it yeah i watched that last year and that guy could i think it's one of those recent environments where there's a really you know charged atmosphere 
And I think sometimes the old athlete loses a complete run on themselves and does really crazy things, like goes out like a maniac. And, uh, you know, then a couple of laps in, it can catch you out. Um, I think it's one of those races where you've got to stay really calm and controlled. And that goes as much for the local athletes. I mean, we've got a few guys from the group running on Wednesday night. And if they run a smart race, they could, you know, achieve a spectacular PB. But if they get a little too gung-ho in the first couple of K, you can end up having a very, very tough evening. Mm. And the speed no names, which, no uh, names. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I was going to say, you want to name drop there? or Look, I think, um, yeah, this is maybe the race to sort of sit in a pack and, you know, just try and hold on at like a very upper limit of your, of your sort of um, – of what you can do because you know there, there wouldn't be there'd be nothing worse than starting to fade in that last kilometer or so and you have just you know 50 to 100 people go past you which is something that yeah. could definitely happen in this race i think one of the things i really look forward to um with arma is it's a wonderful opportunity for lots of our up-and-coming athletes so our good club runners people have potential to be a bit better than that you get into a race where if you run smart you can absolutely smash your pb and what that does for an athlete's confidence sense of what they can achieve uh and we've got a number of people um who come into the race with that kind of potential so i mean i think of people like uh cameron stewart from our own training group Cahir Purvis, who's been running well um great opportunity for these guys you know if you can go from you know 1458 post something close or better than 1430 you then go into the track season thinking, right, you know, I can really run well. Um, so it's a, I'm kind of really keen to see what those guys do. And that's as exciting for me as actually who's going to win it, et cetera. Any thoughts, Stephen, anybody to look out for? Well, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure. I'd like when you say to look out for, I mean, it's kind of literally a case of looking out for people. Yeah. I think that's the, the virtue of the virtue of the race um, is, is just how incredibly deep it is because yeah. it's you know at, at the minute it's not it's not as if it's um the most blisteringly fast 5k that you're going to see when you have you know when you have like 20 year old guys running under 13 minutes in in you know in some uh kind of non uh non-world athletics meeting in a an indoor track in boston it, there's kind of uh like we're not going to see something like that, but what we are going to see is kind of a stampede of people running uh, at a level that you're not going to get at the likes of you know Queen's Five K or Coleraine or you know any of the kind of good the good uh, local races. You're going to get a kind of a higher, you know, just a higher standard all round, and that's just going to be that's going to be really exciting for for people who are maybe running you know uh, you know in the fourteen minute brackets uh, sometimes for the first time or taking you know 15 20 seconds off what they could do somewhere else you know it's, it, that's what i think is kind of exciting about this race well look i think that's everything that we need to say about the races on thursday done in armar it's going to be interesting to see how each race plays out and i'm actually very interested as well to see what the weather has in store for the athletes i just jumped on um uh, weather forecasting thing there again and uh yeah <laughs> it could be a mixed bag of stuff so yeah, be a good night. Uh, I think if anyone's spectating, bring a umbrella or a raincoat. Um, but yeah, should we sort of move on to some other races, some uh, some races that have happened semi-recently? Yeah, I think, Danny, we're going to kick off with the Northern Ireland and Ulster Masters Intermediate. And Danny, you were there. Yeah, I so was I think, indeed. Uh, you're the man who's going to tell us all about it. Conditions Abs- look rough. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was tough. Uh, for anyone who was there, they would know that there was an, a massive wind that was screaming at different parts of the of the course. It was just that sort of four laps around Billy Neal that they used in like the Bobby Ray and a few of the other races. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a bit soft in parts. It was actually better than what I thought it was going to be because people were sort of hyping it up, hyping it up the whole week. Like, oh, this is going to be like soup the whole way around. And it's going to be really bad, but um, yeah, the main issues were the fact that it was a bit soft in some parts, especially on that hill at the top, and you had a really bad headwind the whole time. So yeah, 
it, it was uh, five miles that I was very happy to cross the finish line after doing. Um, some of the uh, results, though, you had so obviously the the masters and the intermediate races. So in the intermediate women, it was Joanne Mills from Newcastle and District who got the win, followed by Katrina Eddington and Rebecca Laffin from North Down AC. It was North Down AC that got the win for the intermediate women as well. I think they were the only team that had enough people in that race to actually uh, win a uh, win the team race. So, yeah, that was good. Uh, the Masters men, I actually caught that race. Um, I just arrived as it was sort of finishing. It was a great battle between uh, James Monaghan and John Craig up the finish line. Everyone was sort of screaming like they were neck and neck. And uh, yeah, it was James Monaghan who got the win. Was that your call there, Michael? Yeah, I think I, I called the first three. Um, yeah. Yep. I just thought James had a really good run uh, behind Iskander Turkey in the Matheson Cup. John hasn't raced in a long time. James has just turned 35. He's hungry. John has won most things as a master. So I just kind of felt it was James's time and, he, and you know, he delivered. Um, and John has James Black just has turned 35 or? Yeah, I think he's a new, he's a new master. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. It just says on the, um, it says on the results here, he's M40 categories. So maybe he's just turned 40 or. Or maybe he's just never bothered running the masters before. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. Or it could be you anything with the results as well. Yeah. Yeah, as you mentioned, yeah, John Black was in third. Uh, and yeah, John Black, North Belfast Harriers, they got the win very convincingly in the team results. I think they had 21 points. And then St. Peter's was second with 59. And Annadale Striders was third. Well, actually, there's uh, Annadale Striders were actually second, ah, I think. If, uh, of course. There, there was a, an error in counting the scores. And actually, they didn't count Simon Murray. Now, I don't know if that's been sorted out, but according to the results, if you actually count back. Uh, but I think for Annie Striders, I think there must be some slight regret when they look at the results that a former Strider, um, Chris Hutchinson, plays a pretty important part in the North Belfast team winning gold. And kind of that sense of the one who got away. But, you know, good luck to Chris. Um, he's got a gold medal. I think he's also won the thing with Striders as well. Um, but these things happen, you know, so, uh, that's yep. athletics as they say. Yeah. But next definitely. year, Striders will have Steven. So all will be well in the world again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You looking forward to that, Steven? Oh, I can't wait. I, yeah. I genuinely can't wait. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was six days, six days too young for it. Uh, and it would have been quite nice to be the youngest, uh, youngest person in the field. But again, I wouldn't have, I would not have fancied my chances uh, just yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, moving on from the Masters men, uh, the Masters women race. That was Ellisoa Crawford from North Belfast Harriers who got the win, followed by Sarah McNutt and Anya Gosling. Um, so yeah, some pretty familiar names in the top three there. Who sort of they they seem to dominate a lot of these uh, cross country races for the women. It was North Belfast that got the, the win in the team race, followed by Lagan Valley and then Newcastle and District AC. Um, there was also the men's 65-plus race. Um, a couple of uh, yeah familiar names in that one as well. Norman Mokwini from Scarborough Striders, Lawrence Johnson from North Belfast Harriers, and Owen McNally from Glaslock. Uh, so, yeah. Good stuff to all of those runners there. The intermediate men, I mean, I've got the most interest in that race because I was running in that race. Bit of a funny story. I think uh, Andal Striders, obviously, uh, that's the club I run for. Don't know what we sort of thought, but uh, we were sort of thinking to ourselves, we might have had a shot at, you know, maybe maybe first as a team or maybe, uh, you know, at least in that top three. And we got absolutely rolled. So, yeah, it was uh, – is it – Oh, uh, how do you say this name? Ocean Toy? Ocean Toy, yeah. Ocean Toy, yep, from uh, Finn Valley. He got the win, followed by Robbie Hagen and then John Joe Doherty. So two blokes from Finn Valley in the top three there. 
Um, but otherwise, it was Newcastle that really, really shined at the intermediate race there for the men. Um, they came first in the team race, followed by North Down, and then Finn Valley was third. And Del Striders, fourth place. So, yeah, tough one. Any any comments on how you thought the race was going to go or what you thought with that? Stephen? <laughs> um, I, I think that, uh, that Newcastle are having a a bit of a stellar season. I think that they're probably they're probably one of the teams now we'll come on to this in, in a little bit, I think. Uh, but the the depth that Newcastle have is really very impressive. I think there's some some new ish uh runners like Robbie Hagan. Um, you know, he had obviously had a good run if he finished on the on the podium there. Um you know and he's uh I think he's a like a kind of a recent enough uh, kind of convert to to distance running. Uh, it's fascinating as well because he's on the he's on the 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 NI and Ulster team for Thursday evening in Armagh uh, for the five k and has yet to race a five k at all. Um, so it's kind of uh, it's going to be an interesting one to see him on his debut. Um, but I think that there are some people on that uh, on that intermediate team who could be, uh, you know, pretty good scorers on their senior team in 10 days' time. Um, so I'm, I'm not at all surprised to see Newcastle doing well uh, at the intermediate. And I think that they could definitely be somebody to watch at the senior in, in you know, in not too long. Mm. Yeah, I would absolutely concur. I think, um, I mean, I named them as the team. I thought they were going to run away with it because they just had that quality and depth, as Stephen says. Um, you know, I... I actually think that the Striders team, I think, has lost the potential, but potential is kind of what you haven't done. And I thought it was a pretty disappointing performance. I think there's a lot of reasons. I think a lot of the athletes are pretty inexperienced on the country, um, difficult conditions. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, there's a sense when you run for Striders, uh, is there's almost a sense of manifest destiny that, you know, we should be doing this, we should be doing that. And I think that's bullshit. You know, you've got to get out there and do it. And uh, all around at the minute, I think it's really encouraging. I see North Down having a bit of a renaissance. You know, what we need in this environment, we need five or six clubs that can go at each other and everybody wins. And we've got to move away from kind of a duopoly that it's Striders and North. I don't think that's really the case anymore. And I think the sport will be all the better for it. Um, you know, but I think the good thing is, Danny, because uh, uh, you weren't on the podium and you didn't win it, you get to go back next year and try again. <laughs> oh, tell you what, I'm just absolutely over the moon about that. It was such a fun race and we had such a good time uh, that, yeah, I'd love to go back next year. <laughs> no, it was... Uh, I'm going to yeah. just interject with a, a serious comment just on the whole thing, though, which I think, uh, I think in maybe worth bringing up is that the inter well i thought some of the both the female uh, masters and intermediate were pretty disappointing fields in terms of who could have run in quality there were only 14 entrants in the women's intermediate you've almost got to get to the point and say as an event does it have a future what is its purpose um you know they had to amalgamate it with the uh the masters and um, so it they weren't really enough athletes for a race in its own right. Um, and I look at all the really strong masters runners who could be in that women's field. Um, I think Elisor Crawford, is she a 50? She's a very fine runner, but, you know, there was lots of people who could have been there who just weren't. And it's a bit of a sad indictment of where the sport's at. If in our championships, we can't get the best runners for whatever reason. Um you know, and that's something I, we might return to when we talk no, about the senior cross country. I think that's um, it, but I guess it's it. The 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 caveat there is that it's I guess maybe important to say uh, that you have to have I guess even more admiration uh, for for the small number of women who did choose to run. Yeah, uh, yeah. because you know uh, I was yeah it's it, that that in in any you know in in any circumstances uh, especially in the mud and all the rest. Uh, if you're going out and and running a number of laps, you can I guess you can feel self conscious and exposed uh, just by the conditions and and by everything else that goes along with it. So to put yourself out there in a race that 
that you know there are going to be very few people uh, around you. That's you know that that kind of takes it, it. It takes quite a lot of character to to go ahead and do that. So I think that it's worth saying that while it is a pretty damning indictment uh, that that there are so few people in the race, uh, it's kind of an indictment of of uh, the the promotion of the sport itself and certainly not of the people who, you know, who chose to enter. I mean, I was a couple of weeks before I was at the Matheson Cup, which is a league race. And we had two really big fields. And, you know, maybe is there some way with something like the intermediate, you could combine it with some kind of league program and give the thing a boost? Because, you know, it'd be much nicer to see a race of a couple hundred people than, you know, a handful. Um, but, you know, it's probably a challenge for you know, in terms of how do the those who run the sport, how do they square that particular circle? I also think that if I can jump in for for one second, uh, one second longer, and say that uh, it's kind of a it was a nice thing to see uh, Katrina Eddington from Annadale Striders uh, on that podium in the intermediate yeah. race yeah. Uh, because there was uh, let's let's not uh, call it nonsense, but maybe I just have uh, where an ineligible athlete was given uh, a cross country title, uh, which put Katrina. Uh, outside the medal position, um, and you know, subsequently, there was uh, the the title was stripped, and then it was reinstated. Uh, so I think Katrina was kind of put through the ringer a bit, given a medal, medal was taken away, and never you know it never returned. So it was it was very good to see uh, that that she was on the podium in that race. Yeah, absolutely. So congratulations, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, shout out to Alistair Roger. He um he got the win over me in our little head to head battle that uh, we have. But um yeah, I've still gotten him a few times in the series. So yeah, not quite even on that front. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> the Rahini, Michael. Do you want to give us a bit of a chat about that? Yeah, I mean, really, I'm looking at the race primarily from the perspective of you know some of the guys I coach went down to run in it and. Wasn't the strongest field there's ever been this year, but still good quality. And Ryan Creech won it for the second year running and went sub-24. He's, as you know, is a very fine marathon runner um, and very good road runner. And he was very dominant. Um, JP Williamson, I think, finished, was on the, on the podium. But from our perspective, our uh, training mate and, uh, and pal, Cameron Stewart, produced probably one of his best runs so far to finish fifth and 24.42, which is a big PB for him. and kind of backs up the run that he had in the Bangor 10K all those months ago. Uh, he got injured almost immediately after Bangor and didn't have the opportunity to build on that. So what we're hoping is that the Rohini run will give him kind of platform. Cahar uh, Purvis produced another really good run making the top 10. Um, I think he was just... 2506 something like that which is a really good run um from the female perspective the northern contingent nikita burke had a pretty good run uh, i think she was the second woman i think she ran about 27 flat um hannah gilliland had a, a solid maybe not spectacular run um dervla cox had a had a solid run um so yeah, it's um again a bit like Arma, you know, some of the bigger hitters. Uh I think a lot of people are running indoors seemingly at the minute. Um, and that just takes when there's also a lot of races at the minute. So some people were kind of been a couple of big ten milers in recent weeks. And a five mile race the week before doesn't always suit for some people to do. So any thoughts, Stephen? Were you following the race? Yeah, it was uh it, in a way, uh, for me it seems like it kind of uh, Dublin uh, equivalent to Belfast Sealy uh, in a lot of years, where it attracts uh, quite quite substantial uh, depth in terms of kind of good club runners as well as some people who are kind of right at the top. So I know that uh, Ephraim uh, had a, a pretty incredible run a couple of years ago. I'm not sure if he actually even won it. Maybe somebody had an even better run. Um, but it seems like it's maybe it maybe was a little. There's slightly thinner uh, this year, um, but I would say that there are probably quite a few 
quite a few people who maybe fancy their fancy their chances. Uh, you know, maybe it's a pipe dream, but fancy their chances for for Paris, and are possibly putting you know all their efforts into uh, what's going to happen a little bit later in the spring. Um, but I don't know. It's it, it's uh, again, it's a fast race if you're in shape for it. So. Mm. So you think Cameron Stewart could make that uh, that Irish five thousand meter team in Paris? Or <laughs> uh, yeah, what well, no human is limited. But... <laughs> no, I think I think for me, Cameron's first step would be if you know over the next year, Cameron could get a a Northern Ireland and Ulster vest. That would be a really good step along the way on his journey. But it's just like one step at a time. Um, I always think with athletes, you're always like one you know step away literally from an injury so you just got to kind of be cautiously optimistic and supportive and hope good things happen so danny you're going to tell us about the trim 10 mile which was last weekend uh as you mentioned the trim 10 mile i mean i don't really know too much about this one but i noticed that there was a decent few runners from up north that went down um a fair few from uh roadrunners ac that were there uh, it was Connor Duffy who got the win in 51.31 from Glasslock Harriers. Uh, Peter Brandon Somber from Dunboyne AC in 51.32. And Martin Hoare from Selbridge AC. And then a couple of the sort of notable um, runners from up north here. I mean, so is, is Letter Kenny, is that in is that in the down south or is that up north? Because Anne-Marie McQueen was there. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 in the, it's in the south, uh, but quite far north. Yeah, so Anne-Marie McGlynn, she had a cracking race. Uh, she ran the 10 miles in 56.23 and came, I believe it was uh, first woman. Yeah, it was. Um, and then, yeah, actually, Noel McNally, he came seventh in 55.20. Um, and, yeah, there was a fair few others from Roadrunners AC that joined him there. Jack Sinclair, good run by him down there, 57.24. Um, so yeah, that looked like quite a good race and, um, yeah, it's nice to see that, you know, both of these races, whilst they're not in the North, I don't think the trim 10 miles in the North, you know, you get a lot of athletes from the North still going down and yeah, going down there and competing quite well. I guess this could almost, you know, yeah, this 10 mile distance, it's, it's a funny one. It's, it's quite a fun distance to race, but it's not a common one that you can sort of, um, you know no one really asks you for your 10 mile PB or anything like that. So yeah, I quite like it. I, you know, I'd, I'd never race 10 miles in Australia, obviously because you use I wish, kilometers. I but... wish people did ask. Yeah. I wish people did ask my 10 mile PB. <laughs> yeah. My only good one. Is that your strongest? So I, is it? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's the, I think it's the most, uh, I think it's the most enjoyable distance to race, frankly. For Well, funnily enough, I'm older than you guys. And if you go back to the generation of great athletes, and average athletes and club runners in the 1980s, your 10 mile time was a thing. And you were measured as much by what you could do over 10 miles. Um, actually, probably even more so because there were no 10Ks then. So when we had um, Jimmy Ashworth on, Jimmy, you know, talked really enthusiastically about his 10 miles. And I think he ran either high 47s or low 48s. Um, John McLaughlin from Striders. Again, has run a sub 48 minute 10 mile, I think in Cookstown. Um, and there were a number of high profile 10 mile races up north, um, but it kind of went out of fashion. Maybe as 10Ks became more of the mainstream thing. I think it's something I, you know, not to, um, not to labor the point too much, but I, I feel like it's uh, maybe a race that uh, most distance runners uh, should, should do probably twice a year um because it's about the best uh indication you're going to get of what your your lactate threshold might be uh without having to do any nonsense on a treadmill um you know that's with probably with people who don't necessarily know what they're doing um you know <laughs> if, you, if you know that if you know that you can run uh you know if you know that you can run 5:30 pace uh, for the best part of an hour uh, then you know that, uh, that that's probably about what your tempo or threshold yep. should be. Um, you know, and it's, yeah, I guess it's the the best predictor workout for 5K uh, is one by 5,000 meters. Uh, and I think the best 
indicator of what your your tempo pace should be is going out and running 10 miles and seeing what you can do mm. when you say tempo pace you mean threshold or yeah. tempo or yeah tomato tomato same yeah. thing okay yeah because i would typically i'm always interested in this point because i would typically sort of go like you know easy jogging pace and then you've got steady tempo and then threshold and then VO2 max type stuff. So I was curious, some people do call like threshold tempo and I'd always see tempo as like marathon pace or a bit slower than threshold. So yeah, yeah. as you mentioned though, 10 miles is quite a good distance for sort of figuring out how far you could run that would be in that threshold sort of pace. So I think it's threshold, threshold is, a, is a physiological definition and tempo is a state of mind. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the uh, I I think that's yeah your 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 threshold is a very specific thing, um, and uh, yeah, uh, and the the pace at which uh, the pace you're running uh, when you're hitting your threshold is 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 tempo, whatever way you want to look at it. But it's a it's a window, and you know you can't uh, you can't define it uh, you can't define it too uh, you know, too stringently because, you know, you hit a hill or you hit a patch of soft ground and what is, what does that do? You know, this sounds like a whole episode in itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Look, before we leave results, I think we're duty bound to have a quick chat about the interaction that's been happening. So Stephen, anything caught your eye over the last couple of weeks of, from an Irish perspective, Northern Irish perspective for the indoors? I mean, bef before, before we mention uh, how how consistent uh, Nick Griggs has been over those uh, those two races, I think that uh, the that uh, that I guess maybe they're they're to be expected in a way. Uh, but I think that the standout performance has to be Sarah Healy's three thousand meters, uh, where she ran eight thirty six. Yeah, uh, and that's that uh, that's a new Irish record, uh, and. Any time that you're running faster than Sonia O'Sullivan, uh, that really has to be uh, seen as a, a a major major achievement. Um, so I think that that's that that could possibly be uh, the standout performance of the indoor season from from any Irish athlete. Uh, and when you're saying that at the same time as uh, as Dara Michael Henley uh, running seven thirty nine and Nick Griggs running seven forty five twice in the space of seven days um yeah that's that's a real kind of purple patch uh for for indoor performances yeah and sarah healy i think over the last year or whatever has moved from ireland i think she's now based in england with jenny meadows group and she broke four minutes last year uh in the world championships and has gone from being you know a very good very promising junior to suddenly looking like a world-class athlete um and that's great um alongside kieran again we now have two women in the middle distances who you know can mix it um with the best of company which is great um and you're right about i think nick at the weekend i think he just shaded dara's uh under 23 record last last sunday they're both both indoor races in france and uh the the first of his two races he was three hundredths of a second outside Dara's uh, under twenty three uh, record, and now he's maybe half a second. Uh, he's taken half a second off that. Uh, both seven forty five performances, uh, but a second's a long way. Uh, um, when it's the that two hundred meter track, uh, so I noticed that Brian Fay and Coscarin both ran seven forty. I think in Boston at the weekend as well. I mean that's I guess that's to be expected uh, from 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 those guys when they're uh, I think to Andrew Cosgren break the the Irish indoor uh, five thousand meter records yeah yeah, yeah. and if if, if Brian Fay's a thirteen oh one guy you know that's you would expect them you would you would expect them to be running seven forty if not faster so some know? of these guys will hopefully be running it's the national indoors in a few weeks time. Um, and it'll be interesting to see who turns up and expectation for some really good races. Um, another local athlete was running uh, in the States of the weekend. That was Callum Morgan from Calendar X Amalekis, and he recorded a 4-1 in bits for the mile. So just outside, um, probably where he wants to be. But it's a good, a good opener, and I think he's racing in 
again, I think in Boston next weekend, running a 3K and maybe hoping to try to just shade it. So uh, keep our fingers crossed for him as well. What about the uh, what about the NI senior cross country race in Cardona in Donegal? Do you want to uh, talk us through that a little bit? Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. I mean, it's a slightly controversial choice of venue um, in the sense that uh, the intermediate was held there last year and it, the field was was pretty decimated. It had been postponed because of a, a clash of dates, but a lot of the Northern athletes didn't want to make the journey. Now, the senior is part of the league and I'm hoping that boosts the field. But I was looking at entries today and, you know, they weren't a lot there, but anyway, assuming that everybody who you know can run runs, uh, I think it's going to be a, a pretty tasty race. Uh, in the women's race, I have heard that Adele Monaghan, who's a very good cross country runner, um, is coming up to the race. She runs for one of the Dublin clubs. Anna Gardner Jr. and a very fine cross country runner has uh, has entered. Uh, Orla Duffy is another one to look for. Robin McKee. Um, Letter Kenny's Nikita Burke. Um, the big sleeper in the race is North Belfast have a new signing, Emily Kearney, who has previously run for Wales, but I think is now eligible to run for Northern Ireland. She's a pretty sensational endurance runner. She's run a 70 minute half and 234 for the marathon. And she's also run under 16 minutes for 5K at her best, and I think a pretty quick 10K. Um, if she was in good shape, you know, she would be a, a pretty serious contender. Um, Team-wise, again, if they got everybody out, Letter Kenny, would, I mean, would be the strongest team. Finn Valley have a good team as well. Maybe North Belfast to get on the podium. The men's race, um, uh, I think North Belfast will be going in hoping to defend their title, although they have the European clubs the following week. It's not ideal preparation having a 10k cross country race in Irish conditions and then a week later running on basically a golf course in Portugal. Um, Finn McNally is the defending champion, um, and I think would come into it again as a you know as a pretty realistic contender. However, North have a big injury concern with Andrew Milligan, who has injured his back and uh, is training on a bike at the moment. Um, you then have the Striders duo of a scan. Turkey and Neil Johnson. I know Neil's coming back from a slight calf injury. Um, Iskander's probably the best athlete not to have won the Northern Senior Cross Country uh, in recent years. He's been second twice and at his best, uh, you know, has you know beaten all of his rivals uh, over the country. Um, this might be his his year. It depends what the conditions are like. Um, I think also there's a, a you know there's a wild card in Zach Hanna, who Stephen tells me has been training very well in Kenya, um, and again if conditions were tough, uh, I think the lack of hills might hurt him a little bit. But again, he's going to be leading a very strong Newcastle team who are real dark horses. I mean, I think on form, I think it's North Belfast to lose. They have the depth. Um, they're buoyed by a fantastic run in the Irish Senior Championships. And I think Striders uh, to complete the podium. Um, Stephen, have you any any thoughts on that? Or hey, you know, I as well. You should think that you'd think that I ran for them. If I was about to say as much as I would love to see North Belfast win it, um, you know, I, I, I would if you know if I had to put money on it, um, I would say that Newcastle are probably the strongest team going into it. Um, you know, they, I think that Zach, Zach Hanna is, he's a, a, a very good cross country runner at his best. And he's been, he was putting in 120 mile weeks uh, at two miles above sea level uh, for, for a while there, uh, just after Christmas, maybe even just before Christmas. Um, but then when you think that backing him up, you've got uh, the likes of Robbie Hagan, Patrick McNiff, uh, and Owen Totten's been at, uh, the track on on a Wednesday night. A lot of time, a lot of times that we've been there, you've got a lot of depth in that Newcastle team. So while I don't necessarily see, uh, you know, see a winner emerging uh, from from that group, and I could be could be entirely wrong. Uh, I think that you might have quite a lot of people packed 
quite high up there. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, if, if let's say if uh, let's say if you've got uh, Iskander right up there, uh, and one of the only people to beat Iskander in uh, in the senior cross country is Neil Johnson. So if you've got Iskander and Neil, then you've got maybe Cameron Lookins more. When you've got you've got a decent uh, decent Annadale team, uh, even if it's missing its new vet, um, you know. But yeah, but, but it could be. Yeah, it could I be. I find I find it hard to go from north because you've got um, you got McNally, Cambridge, you got you know, Milligan, Finn. you've got um, Matthew Lavery, who's a very fine cross country runner. Yeah. Um, you've got Conan McCaughey. Cahar, but North Belfast, you you do have a, you've got a lot of stacked as well, and then you've got people like John Black and Phil Goss who will not let anybody down at the tail of the team. But it, I think it could be the tightest senior in years because you've got a, a Newcastle team that's strong, it's got good depth, um, and it could come mm -hmm. down to you know literally the fifth or sixth scorer who could be you're the guy. Me, you're making me want to you're making yeah. me want to spin with fifteen mil spikes. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look, should we? sort of wrap this episode up a little bit. I've just got one announcement um, that I was sent by John Black. He wanted me to mention that the North Belfast Harriers afternoon of 5,000 meters, their races, um, they're actually open now for registration. So yeah, jump onto their onto their club website or um, onto Athletics Northern Ireland and you'll see that on there and you can get registered. Um, and yeah, otherwise, was there any other things you wanted to touch on there? This Wednesday, it's the Ulster Schools Cross Country at Mollusk, where it's been for, I think, the last 40 years or thereabouts. This is a huge festival of running that draws young athletes from around the nine counties of Ulster. Um, the age groups run from, I guess, under 12, which is first years, right through to the under 18s at senior level. Um, I'm not going to go into all of the races, but if anybody's interested in athletics, if you go up to Molusk this Wednesday afternoon, you'll see some fantastic races, some great athletes. So a few people to look out for are on the uh, girls side of things, Emer McKee from St. Pat's, uh, who I think is intermediate this year. Anna Gardner, a senior runner from Assumption. Olivia Morgan um, from Rathmore, I think is also an intermediate. Um, Olivia... Um, his daughter of Dave Morgan from Annadale. She runs for Lagan Valley, but Olivia got her first Irish fest this winter and is, you know, coming along really, really nicely under the uh, uh, the coaching sort of auspices of uh, Jim McKeown, who does a great job, as uh, as we in the podcast know. Um, for the boys, uh, senior boys, we're looking at people like Finn Diver from St. Malachy's, Oshin McGoin from Rathmore, Frank Buchanan from St. Michael's. That'll be a pretty tasty race. Also, Jack McCausland from Inst. I think if he's still at school, be in that one. Intermediate boy to look out for is Harry McKenzie from Inniskill and Royal Grammar School, who's a real talent. Um, and these could be some of the athletes, because they're now these 16, 17-year-olds who could be, you know, the ones who will step up and follow in the footsteps of like Callum Morgan um, and, and Nick, obviously, who have moved on to now become seasoned and experienced Irish uh, internationals. Um, I mean, I, I think the sport is in rude health. We've got lots of good juniors coming through. And once we see one or two start to make it as seniors, hopefully more will follow. I would wonder, just Michael, if you would, if you would maybe know this, if there is a particularly good coach or somebody with an eye for talent at Assumption, uh, if that's where Anna Gardner is, uh, then obviously that's where Kira McGeehan uh, went to school as well. Um, I don't I know. know. I mean, I, I I don't know enough about it. I mean, I'm not sure that the that the particularly is. I mean, I know obviously like of St. Michael's, um, you've got Francis Shaw, who has brought through a number of very good athletes now, um, both Frank Buchanan um, and a few other guys from St. Michael's. You've got Rory Frail down at St. Coleman's. Previously had Joe McAllister, Paddy McCullough at St. Malachy's. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I suspect that um, you've you know, sometimes it can be local clubs, but obviously in, in schools, they get the athletes there. It may not be the PE teachers, you know, chosen sport, but these teachers give up their time and, you know, make it happen. Um, you know, but definitely I, I think it's interesting that uh, Assumption, this is another great athlete that Assumption has produced. And there have been others who may be not quite the same caliber, but 
uh, you know, lightning has certainly struck twice uh, in assumption in recent years, you know. And Danny, before we go, you know, I know you've been trying to keep it in for the whole podcast, but <laughs> Stephen is, the only reason Stephen's on tonight is because he wanted to hear this from you is you've got an announcement to make. Yeah, drum roll, please. I know everyone's been eagerly waiting. Decided I'm going to run Belfast Marathon. Not going to bother with this going overseas to Copenhagen or something like that. So, yeah, hopefully uh, have a good race there in Belfast. Hopefully a scan is going to be racing as well. Not that I'll be within uh, earshot of him when he finishes. But, uh, yeah, I've heard that Gladys Ganiel is running and um, currently on our head-to-head. It's 1-1. So, yeah. Hopefully I can uh, just sit on her shoulder for most of the race. Um, and yeah, it should be good. Should be good running a, a race in this uh, new hometown that I found here in Belfast. Yeah, Dan, I think it's great because for you to do it, because I think one of the things that I enjoy about Belfast Marathon more than any other marathon is you got mates running and actually following people's journeys through the race. So a couple of years ago, I'll give a shout out uh, to a guy called Richard Dixon. And Richard uh, was a late convert to running and he trained with Norman Biss's little squad. And I think Richard was well into his 40s at this stage and he broke three hours in Belfast. And he actually sped up in the last mile because he was a little bit over schedule. But it was one of the most brilliant things I've seen in my whole running career where this guy worked his ass off and he broke the magic three hours in Belfast. And just to see that happen... uh, I think Noel talked about a, a pal of his who's just short of three hours. And, you know, so we all get drawn into those stories. And again, I said before about the narrative of running the stories. That's what makes it so compelling. So, Danny, you got to write a story for Belfast. <laughs> yep. Fingers crossed. No, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Uh, I think that pretty much, yeah, that pretty much wraps up the episode. We've We've gotten into some good stuff this episode and there's plenty of, fantastic uh, races and things that are happening, you know, namely Armar on Thursday. So I'm sure I'll see both of you there. Um, and yeah, we'll get chatting in a couple of weeks, Michael, about yep. the results and unpack the whole thing. Thank you so much, Stephen, for joining us and uh, giving up your evening. It's been great having you on. Well, thank you for, thank you for having me. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I guess, yeah, for now we'll just sign off and yeah, I'll just, Say hooroo. Thanks for listening.